Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Hello, everyone. When I say peace, what do you think of? Hmm. Piece of chocolate cake. Yeah. Or, yeah, a piece of ice cream cake. Or a piece of pie. <clears throat> Evan Oxner. But that's not the piece I'm meaning. P E A C E, peace, is often defined as freedom from disturbance or tranquility. Ah, <sighs> yes. No stress, no trouble. Mm. Maybe that's what you think of when you go on vacation, how peaceful it's going to be. I remember watching Miss Universe as a kid on TV, and they would show highlights of the interviews of the contestants, and the question it would, one of the questions, rather, pardon me, would be, what is it that's most important to you? And the answer, world peace, was the best bet for a round of applause from the audience. That state or period in where there's no war or war is ended. What is God's definition of peace? We're going to look at three different passages today. The first one in Luke chapter 7. Then we'll be heading to the book of John. And then we'll land in Philippians. You're welcome to turn with me in your Bible or scroll along in your phone, but don't let it be distracting. Turn with me to Luke, and I will read the other two passages, so you can just write down the reference and check it out later. I don't want you to miss what God has to say today. Okay, so let's start in Luke. It's the second book in the New Testament, and it's going to be chapter 7, so we're looking for the big number 7, and we're going to verse 44. And it says, and I'm going to be reading from the NIV, which is the New International Version. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't give me a kiss. But this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say amongst themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In this passage, we see a woman who has a clear understanding of who she is and who Jesus is. She comes to Jesus knowing that he is the Messiah and he deserves all that she has. Her material things, the perfume, her service, washing his feet, and her heart, 
Her tears show that she realizes that she's unworthy to be near him. What does Jesus say in verse 70? 50, pardon me. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Do you think Jesus meant that this woman was no longer going to have any problems when he said, go in peace? To answer that, Let's turn to the next book in the New Testament, John, and we're going to read from chapter 16 and verse 33. And this is what it says there. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus here has just finished telling the disciples all about the things that they could expect after he leaves them and returns to heaven. This list is no fun, folks. Take some time and read it through. Do that a little later, though. He says to them right after that, in this verse, after that list, I have told you all about the trouble that you're going to have. But I've told you so that you will have peace in me. Okay, hold up for a minute. Let's jump into the disciples' shoes. If someone just told you or told me that my life was going to be full of nasty things and then said you will have peace, what would we think? The first question I would ask is, how on earth is that possible? Jesus knew where their minds were headed and gives them the answer. They could have peace in him because first they are to take heart. The Greek word here means to have possession, to have possession of your mind and to hold fast to have faith and they could have faith because Jesus has overcome the world. Jesus knew that that woman who bathed his feet in perfume and his disciples and all of his followers for that matter were not going to have it easy, but they could have peace because of their faith in him. If our faith is in God, we will have peace instead of falling to pieces. Most of you know that I was in a car accident recently. There was an issue with the brakes on our vehicle. As I reflect back on the accident and being transported to the hospital and receiving treatment, there were two common denominators, peace and pain. As I left the road and I saw myself heading for trees, peace. When I made impact, there was pain, but there was also peace. As I made calls to 911, Dwayne and Alicia, still pain, but peace remained. And when the RCMP came, the pain had not left, but neither had the peace. 
The paramedics who assessed me and moved me from the vehicle to the ambulance. When they did that, there was lots of pain. But the peace increased too. They took my blood pressure at least four times. It might even have been as many as six times before we left the scene of the accident. In the ambulance, one of the paramedics asked me if I was an athlete. I remember thinking, what kind of question is that? I said, not even close. She replied, your blood pressure this whole time has been better than mine, and you've just been in an accident. It was God's peace, not mine. His peace was bigger than anything I could ever muster. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, that was written by Paul, and he says there, And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I had this completely befuddling, nonsensical peace, and it got the attention of the first responders and the hospital staff, too. It wasn't mine, it was God's, it was from Jesus. My faith was in God and I had his peace instead of falling to pieces. In John 16, Jesus told his disciple, there's gonna be trouble, but he reminded them that he had overcome the world. He had overcome anything the world could throw at them. Then he says, have faith. How do we get God's peace? First, we have to have a relationship with Jesus. In Luke chapter 7, we see that when we come to Jesus, as we are with all of our broken parts and mistakes, that's what sin is. And we are really sorry. God forgives us and he gives us peace. Just like the woman who washed Jesus' feet. But be careful. It's not enough to say, yeah, I said the prayer. Jesus has forgiven me. I'm all good. No. Next, we have to choose faith. In John 16, Jesus says, there's going to be a whole lot of trouble coming your way. But the good news is, is that I have beaten it all. Believe it. He tells us to take possession of our mind, to hold fast and to have faith that he has overcome every challenge we face. And lastly, we have to keep the conversation open and honest with God. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. When things are rough, God doesn't expect us to go it alone. Instead, he says, give it to me, all of it, and don't forget to be thankful. So how's the conversation going? Are you talking to him about everything or are you leaving some things out? 
prayer is that conversation with God. And when we do that, give him everything and praise him, what happens? Verse 7 tells us, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If our faith is in God, we will have peace instead of falling to pieces. Life is hard, folks. Car accidents happen. People die. Our bodies ache, age, pardon me. Our bones get weak or are restricted by disease. We get sick, cancer, lupus, Parkinson's, dementia, ALS. Relationships that we thought were solid disintegrate before our eyes. We get laid off or someone lies about us and we get fired or we lose our closest friends. A small disagreement turns into a big deal and the next thing we know, family members stop talking to each other. Everything we have can change. It can be destroyed or taken away. But when we choose to have a relationship with Jesus and choose to have faith, believing that Jesus is with us when our car leaves the road, believing that Jesus overcame the power of death and is with us when we grieve, believing that Jesus is with us and will give us the ability to adapt as our bodies and minds change as we age. Believing that Jesus does not leave when we're given a diagnosis. Believing that Jesus can restore broken relationships. And believing that Jesus can bring new people, new relationships into our lives. And believing that Jesus will take care care of us as we look for that new job. Folks, it is the believing that no matter what situation we find ourselves in, Jesus is there. And if we let him, he will take care of the situation and make it better than we could ever dream or imagine. That is why we have to keep the conversation open and honest with Jesus. We have to pray because he cannot change what we will not give him. When we make these three choices, the choice to have a relationship with him, the choice to have faith, the choice to have a conversation and relinquish it to him, we can have God's peace. When our faith is in God, we will have peace instead of falling to pieces. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus and down to earth ways.